Live from Kent, this is The Late Late Show with Toby Payne Cook and Ed Finch. And you are listening live. You are indeed listening live this week from my kitchen in Kent. Unaware from Ed's house in Devon, but um, we'll be talking about whatever comes into our mind. Um, issues of the week, positive ones, negative ones, happy ones, bad ones, and be a little reflective on perhaps the whole world of education as a whole. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or join in the conversation by downloading the Podbean app and following Teachers Talk Radio. Hashtag TT Radio. very loud this new theme tune or not so new theme tune so i have to shout over it um i get told off by my my two daughters for being too loud when i do this radio show um anyway good evening i haven't got an ed yet um he's hopefully going to join in a few moments um anyway good evening everyone uh it is nine o'clock on wednesday and it's time for the late late chat show with me toby Payne cook and my excellent friend Ed Finch, when he comes into the room, he may be on his midweek midweek pint and snack in the pub with Douglas. Anyway, um, I have been had I've quite had quite an interesting week whilst we wait for Ed to arrive. Um, in a sense, good evening, Thomas. Is that Tom Rogers who's changed his name to Thomas on on the chat? And good evening, Tim Ken Commando. Good evening, B Mooks. MD Juff, um, and good evening to all of those, or good hello, good morning to those of you who are listening back on the um, whenever you're doing your ironing or whatever, um, or your walk journey to work. Or anyway, thank you very much for continuing to listen to Ed and I, and um, we very much appreciate it. Um, and I know that for some of you, we light up your week. Um, I we're not sure why, but thank you for letting us light up your week. Um, that's what we intend to do today as well. So whilst I'm still waiting for Ed to join me. Um, I would just like to say that I last week in the show last week, I was speaking about my mega trip on the Tuesday up to London, where I went to the Natural History Museum and the Science Museum and then Covent Garden for pizza and then this the Matilda the musical. And after on that trip, I obviously took quite a few photographs. And here he is. Here he is. Um, hello, Ed. Hello. 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 Have you got, got back from the pub? I know I haven't been to the pub. I've been doing some writing and you know how I do get sunk into my writing. You know I do, don't you? Yes. Are you blogging? And then I didn't have my eye on the clock. And then suddenly it was uh, two minutes past nine and I was late for you. So I do apologise. Yeah. No worries, no worries. I was just in full flow saying about my, uh, my sort of absence from Twitter and explaining why it's come about. And so talking about our show last week when I spoke about my mega, mega trip into London on the Tuesday um, of last week and how I took lots of photos and blah, 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 blah. And I had videos and photos and videos. And I was trying to, at school, get them off my phone, obviously, and onto the school system uh and and trying to download them and but my i have constant problems with my phone um on um uh you know with storage because it's it's quite an old well it's relatively old phone now and um and i have lots of storage issues and i'm forever sort of faffing around with deleting photographs from whatsapp groups and and things and then but always the largest thing on my phone is always the twitter app with with all its files and i i just thought on a complete whim because i'm not I wasn't mildly incensed at all at the time about Twitter, but I am always aware of how much time I spend scrolling through it when I could be reading a book or having a conversation with a friend um, or something. Um, And so I just thought, you know what? Sorry, Hal, I can't hear you, Ed. So you could be wittering on the radio, but instead you're scrolling. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Scrolling, scrolling. So I deleted the app on Friday. You deleted the app? 
I deleted the app from my phone, and I, I have no intention of putting it back on my phone. Um, so what do you what, what do you are you like occasionally looking at it on a laptop or something? Well, I did you? I did look at it. You you anyone? I have sent one tweet out earlier this evening, just alerting people to the show, and I've looked at a few things. It's been quite busy on Twitter, hasn't it, this week, which we're going to talk about in a moment. Um, yeah. And um, and so you're very quiet, Ed. Is it maybe I just need to turn so my I'll speaker? I'll put my up. face close to my telephone. I'm just trying to tidy up all the chess pieces off the sofa. My um, brilliant I you child, who I love more than word can say, has covered the entire bloody living room with chess pieces. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mean, dear. Honestly, there's nowhere to stand without standing on a rook. You can't <laughs> sit without sitting on a bishop. <laughs> sitting on a bishop. Oh, dear. So oh, uh, Mrs. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to settle myself down for a nice chat with my friend Toby, and our world's gone chessy. We, I've got to go to um, Seaton. Seaton. Is that where it is, where the tram is? We're going to go to Seaton. Yeah. In the holidays. Next to so beer. It is next to beer. Yeah, you're right. It is. That's the place. Yeah, I've got to go there in the holes to take my offspring to a uh, chess competition. Where did that Ooh. come from? Last thing you remember, he didn't have any interest in chess, did he? Suddenly he's into chess. And I, I have show interest too. I don't know. I hope his chess, chess interest is not induced by that horrible man, Andrew Tate. I'm pretty sure it isn't in Douglas's case. Well, yeah, you know Douglas, it isn't. Um, no. It is in Younger Boys, isn't it? It is in Younger Boys. Sorry? It is Again? Chess, chess is, is, has been induced in some Younger Boys. Some of our year eight boys are playing chess. And I think that is boys you wouldn't expect to be playing chess. Um, yeah. And I think that is an Andrew Tate influence, I think. Really? Yeah, apparently. I went through this with uh, with me offspring the other day uh, because I was interested. Because somebody on, somebody on the Twitters... There you go. Said was saying this that the reason lots of young people were playing chess was because of that. Um, there are some good reasons. There are some other good reasons why young people are all interested in chess. For example, who didn't enjoy Queen's Gambit? That was a fantastic television show. Any yes. young man worth his salt should have enjoyed that. And there was a recent oh, there was a recent scandal that was really interesting that I was filled in on, and it's gone right out of my head. But there was. Oh, God. Well, if if my offspring passes by during the course of this recording, I shall uh, see if he can remind me what I'm thinking of. But there was a very amusing, very amusing story that was big in the news and which set his interest off. And, and yeah, as you know, there's no way he's got any interest in that horrible Tate character. But he's loving playing no. chess. It's good. good. It's got to be good for him, really, isn't it? It's got to be good for yeah. him, really. No, my son quite likes playing chess. It's, it, it was big in lockdown, wasn't it? Big in lockdown, kind of chess for for the people. A lot of Ollie, Ollie got into chess in lockdown with, online and and with friends and um and with me as well. And I've never, I'm not, I'm not very good at chess. I I'm not very good. I don't, you know, you've got to play it a lot to get good at it, of course. But um, I'm not very. Yeah, I can't see. You know me. If at first you don't succeed, give up. That's yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not that spatial stuff. It's all. Spa it's, it's sort of spatial intelligence, isn't it? Chess. You've got to. You've got to think. Two or three moves playing. ahead. Sorry. I've been playing Rummy Cub. Have you been playing Rummy Cub? I, like, I haven't been playing Rummy Cub, but I used to play that. That was a family game on holiday. We used to go on holiday to to my ex wife's holiday aunt's holiday house down in Pembrokeshire. Um, always have played Rummy Cub down there on a rainy day. On a rainy Pembrokeshire day, we'd play Rummy Cub. I've been playing it on my phone like an absolute wizard, I have. Yeah, that's Half a good game. Great it's a good game. Good game. I don't win very often against the strange computer bots on my telephone, but I get a great deal of pleasure from reorganising those tiles. <laughs> and have you seen my recent, have you seen my recent lino cuts? I've, I have, I've seen a couple, but as I said, I haven't really been paying attention, and, and I'm sorry. I, I feel a little bit, I feel a little bit disloyal to to about ten people, including you. Um, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to waver because it's 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 the phone, it's the addiction of when you've got a spare half an hour or a spare ten minutes of picking up the phone, opening Twitter. If you've got a notification, then you go there. If you haven't. Then you just look through and you see lots of stuff and 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 I just 
I don't think, you know, it's been my, as we've spoken about before, Twitter, I think, was my affair. You know, it's only joined in October 2018. And I think it was an yeah. escape from from other wise, unhappy, not so happy things in my life in a way. Um, and, and and I met lots of lovely people and, and we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for Twitter. We've had this conversation many times before. I wouldn't know Lucy and Richard and, and the lovely Mrs. P who's online again. Hello. And all these people... And, and, and some of the people I've met and some of the conferences I've been to and some of the conferences I've spoken at and all that stuff. But new Toby, Ed. I'm to, new, I, just, Toby, new Toby. New Toby. No yeah, new Toby who's got a new job. Who's got a new job in September. Um, yes. And it's going to be a busy job because I'm going, I'm only work four days a week at the moment, which was a mutually beneficial thing for the school that I'm currently at and, and me in my, in my turbulence of the last few years. Um, and but I'm going to be working not only five days a week, but actually six days a week because it's an independent school. There's Saturday morning school. And so yeah, um, they do but that, don't they? They do that. And and that's that means obviously that comes with it. You know, there will be more time consumed in this role and there will be more pay associated with that as well, of course, um, which is nice and, 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 and important. And so I also think that I want to I sort of want to. You know, there are lots of things as as we we talk about regularly that I don't fully subscribe to in the world of education and the world of school education and yeah. the way we do it and and some of our over emphasis on exams and our under emphasis on opening minds in key stage three and stuff we've spoken about recently. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to do a job in a fast fantastic school that is is thriving and is financially stable. And I'm very privileged in, and, and obviously not as principled as perhaps I would like to be deep down in the sense that you know, I'm working in the independent sector again. But um, it, it's, it, it's a job and it's, you know, they, it was a good, I, mean, I think I feel like a good fit. And so I just want to go for that and not be distracted by perhaps, you know, a revolution going on in the back of my mind or a novel going on in the back of my mind or, or a Twitter debate about some pedagogy that I actually can't really influence or change going on in the back of my mind. So I think I think that's where I'm at, to be honest. Give yourself the satisfaction of knowing that you are giving it everything you've got to give it. Yeah. And, um, and then enjoy music and friends and cheese and wine outside of it, you know? Phones are also good things. And so... You know, I think it's good. You know, it's nothing but a healthy move, and I love it. And I, I kind of like. I, I think exactly the same. I think if I was, most of us, if we were fully healthy in mind and body, would not be so sucked into the more of the beast. And it is a well-designed beast that's designed for it. If those of you who have also had a pop at Mastodon, um will realise how well-engineered Twitter is to, to be addictive. Because Mastodon mm. just is not addictive. <laughs> it isn't. It doesn't do that. You know, yeah. it hasn't been optimised in that way. So you go, oh, my goodness, it was all about engagement and stuff. But do you know what? I was suckered. I was suckered, you know. It was um, it was catching me and pulling me in. I'm mm. thinking said anything about it, but I am not as quite as uh, strong as you've been in managing to pull away. It's still too big a part of my. Well, life. it's early days. It's early days, and it was it wasn't planned. It was just, it was completely. Oh God, I've got this thing that's taking up too much space on my phone, and I'm getting annoyed with these memory issues. Bin it. I've because... deleted the app many times because I'm like, if I go away for a week on holiday. Yeah. with family or something i will quite mindfully say right the app's coming off the phone and you know and i'll try and be in deeper connection to those people that i love for the week that i'm away or whatever yeah and then you know what i put it back on again and it's like it like yeah. it used to be with smoking for me i could give up smoking very easily and for a, a week or a month i wouldn't have a cigarette and it all seemed fine and then one day Back in, I didn't like have two one day and then three the next and then back up. No, one day I'd be like mm, twenty. <laughs> but I haven't. I have to say though, I haven't. You know, it's not. It's very early days, and and I'm still picking up my phone a lot and <laughs> looking through my emails, my personal emails, and and looking through opening WhatsApp more than I would have done. So I've got that. It is that addictive. Pick up phone, click the home button, see what's going on. And, Even and if my phone is out of battery, like if it's literally died of the battery and I'm out and about, I'm still sort of 
holding it, you know? It is an addiction. It is definitely... Lovely pebble. Nah, it is an addiction, and we need to... This, uh, you know, there'll be a time in... There'll be a reckoning, won't there, in maybe 20 years or something. People will look back and they go, oh, my God. Yeah. What were those people doing? Yeah. What was that about? You well, know, the so... thing is, the, 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 it's, it's the, the connection aspect is really great. But I suppose it is, it's, it's, it's also, I've had, you know, I'm, I'm happy to chat quite openly. And, and most people on this show know um, me and, and from on, on Twitter as well, that, you know, I've had a bit of a, you know, quite an interesting few years and, and things got on top of me a bit in, in the autumn. Um, and I had a little bit of time out and, and I thought, I knew I needed to change job. I know I've needed to change job and a fresh start for it for a while, but, but my current job has been my rock and, and it's a lovely school and I'm really sort of sad to be leaving it, but it's, it's right. It feels right. It's very mutually beneficial, I think, for the school that I'm leaving as well as the school I'm joining. And, and so I'm going to enjoy my summer term and, and it's been quite an, a sort of swan songy week, actually, because I did the quiz at the PTA quiz on Friday night. Um, we had a on Comic Relief Day on Friday. We had a um, schools got talent thing, you know, and I was one of the judges on the panel, and that was that was a nice, fun, happy community event and things. And I got a nice big cheer when I was introduced as a judge, and you know, just the sort of ego swelling stuff, you know. And um, but anyway, I digress. But I think I think that there was a brief period of time when I thought not only am I going to change job, but I'm going to come out of teaching because I am not perhaps stereotypical in the sense that my background in science, I've, I'm a little bit non-conformist, but as everyone says on, on the Twitter, don't leave teaching if you've only worked in one school. You must, you must try out another school. And, and, and that's obviously what I'm going to do. And, I've, and also I was thinking post-divorce, post all the mother madness in the, in the summer and, and things, um, I was thinking, you know, I'm 50. I've just got to kind of eke out till I'm 55. And then I, then I can claim some early pensions from my industrial days. And I can kind of just kick back and go and write books in Devon and be a hippie. And, and I've had a complete change of heart. I thought, you know, I'm only 50. I've got loads of energy. I've also got loads of time because my kids are growing up. I'm single. You know, who knows how much longer that's going to last for? Possibly forever. Who knows? But, um, you know, I'm kind of like, actually, I need purpose, you know? I need purpose. I need something to get my teeth into. And dreaming about being a hippie author in Devon is 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 romantic and and still could happen. But it doesn't need to happen tomorrow or next year. It it can wait. And and um so and that's quite liberating. Just really realizing that, that I've got that energy and and I like teaching and I think I'm pretty good at it. You know, I, I'm not I'm not box ticky brilliant teach like a champ at it or or box ticky brilliant rosenstein's principles of instruction at it but i'm i'm good at engaging children and developing relationships with them and and being enthusiastic about the stuff that i teach and um and i'm looking forward to doing that in a different setting and seeing how it goes and it maybe doesn't go that well and then i maybe change again or i maybe goes brilliantly and i love doing it for another 15 years who knows well there you go you there we go know, you might pack it in. You might go, that's enough of that. I hate it. I want to be a research chemist. Yeah, but I've done that. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know whether I don't know if they can go back. I don't know. Anyway, enough talking about me. Um, yeah. Something's been happening, Ed, that you wanted to mention, and I, I have checked this out. Um, bit gloomy. You know what? So The elephant in the room. Are we not going to mention the elephant in the room? Oh, yeah, yeah. I understand. Well, I understand. Before I do that, Tim, um, at Kim Commando, was it the scandal with a chess player cheating with a remote control device hidden up his jacksie? Yes, it was. That's what Douglas was telling me about. That's what... <laughs> Do you know this story? Do you know what happened? No, I don't. It's a great big grandmastery situation, some great, very important thing. And some guy, um, previously very well you know, regarded chess player, was very, very, very obviously cheating. Very obviously cheating. He was making, like, uh, you know, algorithmically perfect moves very very quickly it's like up to a certain point in games he would be playing very normally and like he had before and then suddenly he'd switch into some other mode and he'd be like a chess machine and uh the uh the extraordinary uh belief that the, the community have come to i don't know if it's actually proven but what is very very thoroughly believed by the chess community is that he had a remote control butt plug up his bottom <laughs> 
that someone <laughs> was sending him signals. So they must have devised some sort of code by which they could communicate <laughs> to him. Knight to E4, you know. And it tickled his C1. It tickled his, in such a place. It tickled you know, his reflexology sensor C1 or whatever it is. Exactly. And, he'd, uh, and so, yeah, it, it seems to be... It's not just a deliciously believable story. I think it's generally agreed actually to be true. And so it got a lot of, it got, you can imagine it did very well on Reddit. It sounds now. like the sort of lie, or not the truth, that, that Bob Mortimer would spectacularly Bob dress Mortimer. up as a lie on Would I Lie to You. Yeah, so thanks, Tim. Yeah, that was it. I was, I was struggling in my aged, exhausted brain for that story. And yeah, so, so when I said to... Um, to my offspring, and I said, you know, what has brought you to chess all of a sudden? It's not that awful Tate. He went, no, it's not the awful Tate. It's a combination of being bored, having time on my hand. <laughs> Someone <laughs> with a programmed <laughs> butt plug. <laughs> and the story of the man with the thing up his bottom. I'm like, well, there you go. That's better than Tate. That's better it's than definitely him. better than Tate. I think everything's better than Tate. He's been, he's been detained for a further month that. or so. Yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, it's a good old story, and that's why my boy is going to Seaton to play chess in a competition with people he's never met before. Isn't that brave, by the way? Imagine, was, would 16-year-old you have signed Lord up knows. to play in a competition? No. Another, never. No. 16-year-old me was, was too scared to ask a beautiful girl outside for a cigarette, i.e. code for a kiss. Um, so I was definitely That's too scared scary. to go and play strangers in chess in Seton. Even today, I would yeah. much, I'd be much more brave about signing up for a competition. I was playing chess with strangers than asking a girl out for a cheeky fag, i.e. snog. I, I, um, I last asked a girl out for a cheeky fag, honestly. I think that might be many, many years ago. Yeah, well, anyway, it's, yes. <laughs> it's not the standard 50-something. It is a sad story, and I don't want to dwell on it because a lot of people have been having sleepless nights thinking about it. And there's been a lot of people having a long, dark night of the soul and thinking, can I stick at this job? Can I stick in this game? And it's come off the back of um, a head teacher from Caversham, yeah. just outside Reading, a very nice bit of Reading, I think, Caversham, over Caversham Bridge. Yes, um, yeah. And a previously outstanding school, very, very well respected. I was actually uh, speaking to someone today who had grown up in that area and said even when she was growing up in that area, that particular school was very, very, very well respected and thought very highly of. And um, Ofsted came in, did a number. And um, for this head teacher, there may have been other issues. We don't know. I don't know. And it's not really up to me to know, but Mm. who knows? She, in that awful period you have between an Ofsted inspection, which has gone terribly badly, and the publication of the, uh, of the report, things get very heavy, don't they? You know, so yeah, you know. Uh, well, you yeah, they do. They can do. Yeah. The inspection where you sit down and the inspectors tell you what they, what they're going to write in their report, and it very, very, very rarely changes between that meeting and the publication. You know, um, and so you carry that knowledge, and you and they say you're not allowed to tell anybody. That would be, you know, deeply wrong. It could change the out, outcome of the report if you were to do such thing as, as, as foolish as to tell tell another person. So you've got to mm. carry that, you know, as a head teacher. You know, the, your senior leadership team are in that meeting with you and your governors, your head of governors will be. But um, you can't tell your colleagues, you can't tell the parents, you can't tell the children, you can't. You're not meant to tell your spouse, you know. <laughs> I mean, I think probably most people do. Let's be honest. I suspect they do, or else they do that awful, very highly coded thing as well. I can't tell you how the inspection went, but we were very pleased with the findings of the inspectors. Mm. Mm. Okay, but um, this poor woman. And honestly, it's, there's nothing funny or or no, it's horrendous, it. isn't it? She she she, she took her life, didn't she? She took her own life, and she's not the only one. It's a thing. There's actually quite a long list of people of head teachers who've who have taken their own lives. And this one has hit the news, and I'm not quite sure what the difference is, why in the past it hasn't. And, we, you know, you could hazard a few guesses. Is, it, why it, has. is it maybe because, we're, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, teacher strikes ongoing, um, so, dispute over that. There's a lot of lot of unrest about, you know, how they, the... Yeah, um, I think so. I think it's been unfunded for a long time. And there's a change of helm as well at Ofsted, isn't there? I think a lot of Coming. people are just sick to their back teeth of trying to do their very best for their children and their communities and it never being enough and them being constantly told it's not enough. 
There was a story. So in that inspection, and I don't know, and I haven't read the whole report, and I wasn't there, but there's a thing that you know they the, the Ofsted got the bit between her teeth. They said yes, that the culture of safeguarding is not secure in this school. And once they go to go down, once you start looking for evidence, you can find evidence. That's what we yeah. know, isn't it? That's one of the big problems with education research as well, isn't it? You look for the evidence, you'll find it. And they found their evidence that this school was not taking safeguarding seriously when they saw a young man doing a fortnight dance. They said this was dangerous sexualization of children. What is that? Is that the, was that their evidence? Well, it's, I mean, there may be more to it. I'd have to say, I don't want to pretend that I'm an expert. But every school in the land has children who do fortnight dances. Of course they do. Of course they do. And of course, in another inspector might say, look, this is a school which encourages the young people to be sensitive and free. Look, this young man feels comfortable to dance in front of other children. How beautiful. When I was a child, a boy who danced would have been pilloried. But here he is, free to dance and express himself. He is robot dance. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? It could have been mm. another inspector could have just said, well, that's a bit of a waste of time, but whatever. That's been my experience of inspection too, is that, you know, they look, they look for evidence and they find it. And then a couple of times I've been on the lucky end of it. They've looked for the evidence and they found it because they thought we were good and they proved it. And a couple of times I've been on the other end where they thought we were rubbish and they proved it. And I, but it was the same school, you know, same school, same children, same teachers doing roughly the same job. It's, you know, you can't... There's a lot of politics interwoven with it, isn't there? There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of yeah. targets. Anyway, for, for Ruth, it, the, the end of the story is that she could not face... I'm guessing it's the shame of feeling that she'd let community down, let those children down, let those families down. Who knows what else was happening for her and who knows how she was feeling in those days leading up to her decision. It's shocking. I'm, I know, and it is shocking. Everybody's talked about it and talked about it to death. And, of course, um, our friend, you know, Flora, I think you do. I don't do know Flora. You, you referred to Flora. She's had another school near Reading, in Berkshire yeah, somewhere. Not, she's not far away. She's actually in Newbury. Newbury, yes. Right. Okay, well, it's in, in the same county. Outside Reading. She's at Cromarsh Gifford, I believe. But she's an old friend of mine. So when she got the um, Ofsted call earlier this week, her knee-jerk reaction, and it's a good one, was to say they're not coming in. Yeah, they are not coming. They haven't it, yeah. apologized for this. They haven't made any things. They haven't made any concessions. They haven't agreed that it went wrong. They haven't anything. There's been no public word on it. They're just saying we're coming into your school tomorrow to do what? To do the same number? To say this child's doing a fortnight dance and you're letting the children down or something? So her, her, she said no, you're not coming in. And then I, what I imagine happened is that the regional schools commissioner had a word with the governors or someone from county did or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But she was uh, she was induced to change. You turned, you turned, yeah. Well, she had right, yeah. and that's the wrong said, term, but yeah. You know, just after that first phone call when they said, right, we're coming in tomorrow, we'd love to call you back later for a proper chat about this. We'll have a 90-minute conversation. You might want to have mm. your SEF to hand. Um, you know, in that moment, in the moment, she sort of tweeted out saying, if anybody can come and support us tomorrow, we're going to turn them away and we'd like a big crowd at the gates to help us to, you know. Of course, that wasn't a very wise thing to do, but of course, it's exactly the right sort of thing that we would think in a moment. So she, you know, she had people from all over the country saying, right, we're coming down. Anybody need a lift? We'll have a massive. And of course, that wasn't a very wise idea. So she had to say, actually, please don't come. You know, please don't Mm. come. We're going to have to handle this. Uh, We won't know for weeks or months what has been happening in that school over the last couple of days. You know, we we won't know. Maybe it went brilliantly. She's a brilliant head teacher and a fantastic person. And I adore her. I bet her school is brilliant. And I hope that she had a team of inspectors who came in and went, you know what, regardless of this kerfuffle, this school's clearly well run, it's clearly safe, it's clearly a good school. You know, mm. I hope so. But or maybe someone had a you know, maybe had a, someone had a spear to rattle. I don't know. We can't well, um, takes... yeah, we can't statutorily not have me, so we can't say you're not coming no. in, I'm afraid. It's uh, part of the no. law they, they are allowed in. What they were doing in Northern Ireland, which was very successful, was they're saying, OK, you can come in. And any class that the inspector walked into, the teacher would say, oh, children, it's quiet reading. The children would get out their books. They'd read quietly until the inspector pecked off. <laughs> the inspector did not get to observe wow. any. Has that happened this week in, in Northern Ireland? Uh, that was happening, I think, it was, uh, a couple of years ago. It was a sort of campaign in Northern Ireland against their version of Ofsted. And they said, said right, we're, we're just not going to comply. You know, we can't we can't keep you out of the building. But if, because back then, if you remember, it was not that long ago that the, the, the inspectors were observing lessons and then they were grading the lessons. And then yeah. you had a feedback, a horribly embarrassing feedback lesson where they'd tell you that your teaching was good, bad or indifferent and what else you could do. Observed me teaching djembe to a group of year sixes. 
and they had to try and say something you know well it appears to all the children were banging the drums <laughs> uh, you were facilitating the banging of the drums i mean what can they say it's like what what area of pedagogy so anyway i was told it was a good but not outstanding because i hadn't done enough to get every child to make progress <laughs> in the course of the lesson or something like you, you hadn't been on tour to marley but don't do that anymore that's not in our inspection framework anymore but nonetheless it's a ridiculous framework because it just tells lies it's just tells lies so, oh, who well, is saying kate, kate i'm just going to say kate in in the chat has written a couple of things on this topic so she, kate is a coach isn't she who works with head teachers um and 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 a very close friend of yours ed um hello kate um and hello everyone else we've got quite a few people in this evening actually so hello well thank you for tuning in this week and thank you richard newbold long-term um fan of the show but normally listening whilst he's driving or running um but so well done for yeah. listening live this week richard and hello lucy we haven't allowed you but anyway kate's written on the chat i've coached 45 head teachers this week how do you do how do you coach 45 head teachers in a week that's good effort i'd have to say um every the, single the, the one of them has... of her, the beauty of her methodology is that she does quite a lot of groups so you get her teachers together in a group oh, and then okay nice the commonalities they form alliances and they realize that they are not alone and no and that's that's really important i can imagine it is because the system is broken so that's how she does 45 in a week but still it's, it's impressive isn't it yeah, yeah absolutely. and every so, single one of them has spoken about the toxicity of Ofsted. Flora has given head teachers hope. Um, and then she's gone on to say, head teachers are feeling more empowered to take down their celebration. This school is good banners and graphics from websites, dismissing the value and power of Ofsted. Um, so- I um, this, and I didn't take them seriously when they told me I was rubbish. So I better not be caught taking them seriously when they tell me, tell me I'm good. I don't respect their judgment. I don't mm. respect their judgment. I will not put it on the letterhead and I will not put a banner outside the school. You want to know how good the school is? Talk to the children, talk to the community, come in and have a walk around. See if so you like. You, but didn't you just just to be devil's advocate for a bit before we go to the news as we're as we're on a bit of a roll on this. Um, didn't you yourself when 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 Chagford Primary was was Chagford C of E Primary was inspected? Um, mm uh back in the autumn was it in the autumn or was That's it last summer it's nearly a year ago nearly a year I mean, ago didn't you say it was quite a positive experience it, it that yeah you. that one was that one was but i've had ones that weren't yeah the sure is, look what the thing is you don't know who's walking through the door and you don't know what preconceptions they bring with them and and that <laughs> You walk into a school, it's a living, breathing organism. It is not a set mm. of numbers, right? No. So somebody walks into my school and it's it's alien to their experience, you know? So let's say, let's not talk about Chagford because I'm still working there, but let's talk about... Sorry, but, sorry. Let's talk about... No, but just because it's easier to talk about Larkrise, where I used to work, Yeah. doesn't have a uniform. Doesn't have a uniform. So if you walk in there and you've always taught in schools where they have uniforms you walk in there and you think well this seems oh, a bit yeah. odd non-conformist yeah wrong here let's see what is wrong and then you do your research and you find something that's wrong you know easy peasy mm. or mm. you come in there as an inspector who's worked in inner city schools and is used to a wide range of uh, ethnicities and social background and maybe you've worked in schools where they don't have uniforms and then you walk in there and you go oh this feels like home mm. i like it here they're doing something right. Let's find out what they're doing right. Yeah. And the inspection framework, you can write any inspection framework you like. You cannot guard against somebody coming in and feeling at home because this is a place, the sort of place they're used to, or coming in and going, there's something wrong here. It's a bit scutty here, isn't it? They haven't, they're not even wearing a uniform. That's quite deep down. And those inspectors are not going to admit it to themselves. No, no, no. They think they're sticking to their um to their rubric. But actually, we're human beings. I reckon they most of them have decided which way it's going within five minutes of parking in the car park. Sometimes yeah. they haven't even walked into the building before they know that this school's wrong and it's their job to find out why. They might quite like the power of that too. So, yeah, the one who came to uh, my school last year, I really liked her. Great lady, asked good questions, ended up thinking I was quite good. Well, mm. that's nice, isn't it? It's very good. Mm. I don't trust her judgment any more than I trust the judgment of the person who thought I was a scoundrel, well, you know? 
Well, but we've, we've had... Of those things. I know I'm a beautiful, complex, nuanced human being. I think you know? that's, that's the ultimate problem with all of this, isn't it? Is that, that yeah. education, people, schools are people-orientated places and they are not... Uh, and, and increasingly, um, education at a policy level and at a government level and at a funding level is distilled into being a, a process, a, 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 a sort of, and, and the, the human element is removed of it, from it. And, and I suppose when judging or measuring teachers' performance, whether that's with a number or, or with, a, with a word, um, or, or um, is... is um, similar to that of measuring a school you know and, and and one person's great teacher is another person's very average teacher and one person's great school is another person's very average school based on 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 prior knowledge and prior experience as you as you suggested and and to try and distill something as human as 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 education and children and teachers into a a checklist um and and make schools compete it's 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 not it's not good but it's what happens and we're not going to get away from this for a long long time um although labor are looking at this quite quite differently i think and um they, and they they're, are they're talking about a report the sound bites right? that they're making are coming out sound quite good don't they well yeah it does i mean a good oh uh, a very amusing thing happened the other day somebody put into chat gpt you know how can we better assess schools or something i don't know what their question was exactly but it's spat out, you know, you can get schools working together in local groups to inspect each other. They can do co-moderation um, and stuff. But basically, it spat out the London Challenge that Tim Brighouse ran. Oh, how long ago now was the London Challenge? 15 years ago? So maybe more, might be, I can't think. You know, we actually know how to support schools to hold them account and to make them better. We've done it, you mm. know you don't put one man in a suit in there for one day every four years you build relationships you build Absolutely. relationships of trust and challenge where you've got psychological safety where people can say actually i don't think don't think this is as good as it could be i think i think you could do this better that's all right because you're in a position of trust nobody builds a relationship of trust with a man in a suit who walks in on tuesday morning and walks out on wednesday afternoon having made up his mind it's not mm. intelligent. It's not intelligent. Uh, Kate would be able to say more than this because our good friend James Pope, I believe, was talking about this on the um, Jeremy Vine the other day, and I have to catch up with that clip. Anyway, do we need to go to the news? Have I ran on too long? I think we ought to go to the news. We'll come back, and I'll, I'll just talk about my my bubble um, that is, um, is, is the independent sector, and our report's just come out, and, and how very different it is in the you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours sort of world of the independent schools inspector at ISI. Um, and I'm, I might say just a few minutes on that oh, to sort I'm of... Saying, um, can I just say, just our friend Flora has just popped into the room. She's here. So okay, hi, Flora. If, we'd like, if she would like to pop on, we'd love yep. to say hello to you, Flora. And I should think you've had a pretty exhausting couple of days, so you might not even want to talk about it very much, but I'd just love to say hello to you and give you a radio hug. So... Stick around after the news if you'd like to just drop on that. Um, yeah, Flora's Flora just button. she's we'll just tried to call in. But if you, Flora, if you try to call in um, after immediately after the news, I'll accept your call and we'll have a little chat. The news and adverts are going to take about six minutes. Everybody, back in and six song. minutes and, and song. song. Flora, you get to choose a song. All right, Flora gets to chat, choose a song. Cool. News. Okay. This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, a leading publisher of books, directories, educational guides and magazines specifically aimed at forward-thinking schools in the UK and beyond. Have you checked out their latest releases? Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading! This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. The latest budget has come under scrutiny from many quarters, with many working in education frustrated about a lack of focus on funding for education as a whole. Many have made comments on the £4 billion plan for childcare announced by Chancellor Jeremy Hunt with Paul Waugh writing an opinion piece for the I newspaper. 
In the piece, War refers to gaping holes in the plan to provide free childcare for working parents of under fives. Childcare providers have already warned of the lack of funding detailed in the plan, and school leaders have expressed concerns that more money will need to be found from their already stretched budgets if the proposed wraparound care is to be provided. Critics have pointed out that the new policy doesn't apply to those in apprenticeships or training, and that there is no plan to ensure that an adequately trained workforce will be in place to deliver. The government has responded by proposing changes to the staff-to-child ratio, moving from 1 to 4 to 1 to 5, but this has also raised concerns about a dilution of care. Since the budget announcement, many local authorities have published figures detailing how many children might qualify for a place in childcare under the scheme versus how many places are on offer at this time. Figures broadly suggest that, across the country, demand would far exceed places available. Many media outlets report on talks between England's education unions and government ministers. The talks will be met with what both sides describe as a period of calm for two weeks, with no further strike dates announced. It comes after breakthrough talks with unions representing other public sector workers, including nurses and ambulance crews. The National Education Union said in a statement that it had, along with the NASUWT, NAHT and ASCOL, agreed to intensive talks with Education Secretary Gillian Keegan. The announcement comes after walkouts in Wales and Scotland were postponed whilst unions ballot members on improved offers from the respective devolved governments. In Sunderland, The Echo reports on how former lioness Jill Scott is helping girls have equal opportunities in football after a pitch in Jarrow was opened in her honour. Scott was part of the England team who lifted the Euro 22 trophy last summer. While she's retired from playing the game, her involvement continues. In a speech as part of the opening of the new facilities, she said that girls and women's football would take priority on the new pitches. The pitches boast floodlights and 3G playing surfaces and were jointly funded by the government, the FA and the Premier League's Football Foundation. The new facilities link closely to the letter Scott and her teammates wrote to Rishi Sunak and Liz Truss, then Conservative leadership candidates, demanding all girls get the chance to play football at school. Scott said, I fell in love with football at school, and pointed out that everyone should have the chance to do the same. Finally, ITV News reports on comedian Jason Manford's surprise appearance at a Leeds primary school. The comic was invited to the school after a video of him conducting an audience at one of his live shows in a sing-along of popular assembly songs went viral. The Assembly's Bangers sketch has since inspired a fundraising single, with profits donated to food bank charity the Trussell Trust. The comedian joined in with renditions of This Little Light of Mine, Lord of the Dance, and he's got the whole world in his hands. Footage of the visit is already making the rounds on Twitter. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to talk about Deepfake. Deepfake uses artificial intelligence to create an image or video that appears to be real, but isn't. Amazingly, it's quite easy to do. It starts with a video or image of the target being uploaded to a Deepfake provider, Deepfake provider, found via a quick internet search. The AI then takes over and maps the landmark points of the target's face, just like the filters you find on popular social media apps. This is then overlaid onto another video or text-based script, and hey presto, you have control of what somebody is saying doing, wearing, or even not wearing. Oh wow. Detecting a deep fake is getting harder and harder. It started with people not blinking, but that was fixed pretty quickly. Sadly, there are lots of people making use of this for the wrong reasons, and our young people are being left to wonder what is real and what isn't. There's even something called a shallow fake, where an original video or audio is doctored using simpler editing tools to change the original message. The main questions you need to ask yourself are, why is this video being shared? When was the video published? Is the message something you'd never expect from that person? And who gains from this video? As always, if you have a tech question, why not send it to at TT Radio Official. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. And we're back in the room. I'm I'm not sure Two Minute Tech met its Trade Descriptions Act this week. I don't think that was two minutes. No.
I don't think um, it's wonderful, Ed. You, you, you're, you're, you talking so passionately and knowledgeably about about all this officer stuff and having now floor in the room. I, um, I imagine you might, there might be some stuff going on on the Twits which I can't look at because my phone and blah 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 blah. But um, we've got a lot of people listening this week that don't normally listen live. We've got Flora here who's joined us, um, and I'm going to invite accept her invitation. There we go. We've sent your invites. Hello, Flora. I am Toby, but your friend Ed is also on the line. Welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can we can hear you a little bit louder. If you could move your phone just a wee bit closer to your mouth, it'll be better, I think. Have another go. Yeah, is that better? That's definitely. Much better. That's brilliant. Oh, I love to hear your voice, Flora. I don't know when I last saw you. Oh, I mean, we did no, that little bit of radio together, didn't we, we a little did. while ago? And it's only because Ed, I thought, I've got to join Ed just to say hello and... Uh, yeah, before I go to bed, because I am exhausted. You must be so tired. Yeah, I thank you for coming on just to say hello. I mean, there's very you. There'll be very little you can talk about regarding the last two year, uh, two days, I should think. But so many people in the country have been, you know, just willing you solidarity and willing you, and just so grateful for what you have done for the profession. You've put heart back into us after a deeply disheartening week. Thank you for what you've done thing is you know it's it's not about us it's not about me we have to remember why this has happened why we're mm -hmm. doing it and yes it's, you know for ruth it's for all the head teachers who feel the pressure for all the mm -hmm. head teachers who've been in the same position as ruth for all the educators and let's not forget the children as well for the children who are in the yep. system that we're creating absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? And we were saying before that, you know, you can get a good inspector, you can get a bad inspector. Some of this is you don't know which you're going to get. So that ter terrible feeling. And um, we talk often about, you know, th those head teachers driving to work who are genuinely driving with tears in their eyes, genuinely driving, thinking about turning left and going down the embankment. You know, um, it's not the inspector you get on the day is not the problem. It's the inspector who lives in your imagination for the six to nine months leading up to it, who gives wow. you the sleepless nights. Yeah. That's actually the bit. You could end up with a lovely inspector on the day, but you will have been living in a version of hell for months because you can have a school that is good in every way. And that inspector can walk in and tell you that, it's failing in this way and you have no recourse you have the complaint structure does not exist it's a, it's a nonsense you could you could counter it legally but you'd have to be half a millionaire to do that anyway flora you should go to bed really soon but thank you so much and thank you for saying hello what's next what have you got anything fun coming up uh, i've always got something fun coming up always <laughs> <laughs> Always. I mean, I think I think the biggest thing I just want to say is to say thank you to everyone for everybody's support for this. But a huge, massive thank you to the team that I work with because they have shown such tenacity, such courage. And the mm -hmm. community I'm working in, the parents and the support from them has been phenomenal. But again, it's all about the children and the children have, you know, as I say, the children make this truly the best job in the world. And I mm -hmm. truly believe I have the best job in the world and I will continue to fight this fight. It is far from over. Good, 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 good. Hey, oh, that's and, um, great words, it's been great lovely words. lovely on the Twitters to see some of your colleagues at your new school. Well, I think of it as your new school. I don't know if you still think of it as your new school, but it's lovely to see some of your colleagues coming on the Twitter and just saying to you in that very open public place how proud they are of you and how glad they are to work with you. It's really moving and beautiful to see. Oh, they are a truly, truly amazing team. And I, I genuinely say that about each and every single one of them from every single member of staff that works there. They make mm. it's, it's been brilliant. Well, you are a superstar. I want to see you at some point this year because it's been too long. And um, I reckon Jamie Pembroke should invite us back on the road, get the old band back together. That's what he should do. I think we should have a travelling road show and go all the way. Yep. What did you do together? What, what did you do? Jamie Pembroke, who's school data updates, isn't he, on, on Twitter. Is that right? He is. Um, he's yeah. Sig Plus, isn't he? Anyway, yeah, he's, he's your data guru. What did, you do? What, what did you do on the road together? What did you we do? Were, we were his warm-up act. <laughs> we were... 
It was at one of those. It was actually, ironically, do you remember, Flora? It was at the Oxford gig we did with Jamie where Sean Harford unleashed the new um, Ofsted framework. It was the first time any of us had heard about it and he announced it in between you and me and, um, and Jamie, if I remember correctly. That's right. It's the first time I ever met you face-to-face. -face. I picked you up at the petrol station. <laughs> that you did, yeah. That was the Cheltenham one, wasn't it, at the um, National Star College. Happy days. And what, 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 what was this gig? What, what, what was it? What, what was oh, it actually? Uh, Jamie, well, Jamie, he had a, a promoter, I guess, was maybe the word, would book a great venue somewhere and he'd put on a day of talks. You get two talks from Jamie, one sort of more polemical and one more practical on, you know, data proofing your school for the CEF or something. And then I would do a little bit of a, I don't know, I would guff on about something and sing my <laughs> data song. Uh, Flora would be inspiring. Tom Rees spoke at one of them, didn't he? I remember that. And um, and Sean Harford was at, at one and, 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 and unleashed the new framework, which I was a huge fan of at the time. It sounded like exactly the right thing till, like so many things, it went toxic on us. But... Got, dissolved, got distorted, yes. And, yeah, uh, OK. Um, well, that's really nice to have you um, to say, come in and say hello, Flora. What I was going to say about... One thing, Ofsted question, because I, I'm not, I, I work in an independent school, so we've, we've just had an independent schools inspectorate um, inspection, and, and it's, a, it's a very different, it's much gentler process than the Ofsted. It's still, it, it doesn't feel gentle, and, and it's still in basically doing the same thing, but they're still working with basically the old framework, so ISI mm. tend to follow Ofsted, you know, one framework behind, so so we're not, we weren't into the whole sort of curriculum thing, but we, we our report's just been published, and um, it was, I mean, it was, it was a lovely, lovely report, but it was all almost sort of sycophantic, you thought, come on, there must have been more you could find, you know, more recommendations for us, um, because it was, it was rather, rather sort of like, and you just think, well, it's not actually, you know, you want, <laughs> ironically, sort of want a bit more scrutiny than that. If if there is an inspection process, it sort of felt, it felt too too glowing. But but I was going to say, one of the thing, big things about Ofsted that that the government or or um, the DFE sort of says is, is really important is that that parents want to know how good their school is and you know the, the good rating or the outstanding rating or the, or the or the requires improvement rating is really really important to parents do you think that's true or do you think that's a bit of politics and government stuff but what you know as your experience as, as head teachers of of schools um there are other ways of articulating the quality of a school to prospective parents and current parents aren't there rather than just a word on your gate Yeah. recommend the school to another parent I think that's the most important thing the most important thing is the percentage of children who are actually happy coming into school yeah absolutely and, and like I said earlier just before you came on Flora I said like you want to know how good my school is you talk to the children you talk to the community ask to come in and have a walk around absolutely. there's all sorts of things you know the, I'm as a you know do I want to go to this particular restaurant right do I want to go to this particular restaurant you know does the fact that it is good or outstanding slow me? No, it doesn't. I need to know the recipes. I need to know what the ambiance is. I'd like to see some pictures and talk to some people who've been there. I wouldn't trust it for a restaurant, and I'd only spend two hours in the restaurant. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to trust it for my child, am I? It's not, you know. And your average parent doesn't understand the framework or all the language of, of, of inspection anyway. So, so I, I would have thought... It is actively misleading. Actively misleading. Uh, interesting. I think, yeah, I think I can concur with that. Um, so, Flora, have you got some music that you would like to hear Ed play? As I think, I think um, we've had a pretty, pretty deep and, and important discussion today, um, which I wasn't actually expecting to have. Thank you very much for Ed for, for sharing all that and for Flora for joining us. Um, but I think we need to end on a on a sort of uplifting musical note, Ed, possibly with two songs this week. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Flora, name your song. You're having it. <laughs> you play anything you want, Ed. I love it all. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> 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 
I can't think of uh, if uh, we, we should have thought about this earlier and um, thought of an Ofsted playlist. We used to do that a lot back in the day. Do you remember? I actually got into trouble many years ago. Um, we had a, a thread on Twitter where we did Ofsted music. They just made some terrible mistake and people had great fun repurposing songs and rewriting the lyrics. So I put a little compilation of those together and recorded it and put it up. My, my first appearance of the TES, they ran a story on this viral video I'd put up of me singing <laughs> scurrilous versions of popular songs. And I got called into the head's office and told it wasn't very appropriate. I was like, <laughs> I always wondered if that was the reason that the next Ofsted went so very badly wrong for us. <laughs> that that they, somebody had heard me singing these songs and said, right, get them. Um, <laughs> let's hope not. Um I'm just trying to figure out where I've left all my songs. Go on, what do you want to hear? Go on. Um, give you a choice? I'm going to give you a choice of three, all right? Would you like to hear, let's see, something beautiful and sweet, uh, both sides now, Joni Mitchell? Or would you like to hear, um, or oh, should we something having something, uh, should, we, should, should, should I stay or should I go by the clash you could have? Or yes. How how would you like a bit of Oasis? You could have half the world away. I mean, you could have almost anything, but there's. I, know, I don't want any Oasis. I, I'm, I'm rejecting Oasis. Oh, on, I do on it really print. well. Honestly, you'd be surprised. I do that one well. What do you have? Okay. <laughs> um, something with shine on. We're not having any take that, Flora. Um, uh, uh, okay, Ed, play what you want to play. Play the Oasis one then. Oh. And Joni. James Pope says Joni. Joni, can we, we've got time to have two minutes of Joni and two minutes of The Clash, I think. But if you want to play the Oasis one, Ed, sway me. If you want to do the Oasis one, you can sing it to yourself afterwards, is what you're saying. I'll turn your mic off. <laughs> Bows and flows of angel hair And ice cream castles in the air And feather canyons everywhere I looked at clouds that way But now they only block the sun They rain and snow on everyone So many things I would have done But clouds got in my way Are you ready for the chorus? Here we go! I've looked at clouds from both sides it's now Up and down and still somehow it's cloud illusions I recall I really don't know clouds at all Second verse or not, what do you think? Yeah! Moons and dunes and ferris wheels The dizzy dancing way you feel Can't do the octave As every fairy tale comes real I've looked at love that way but now it's just another show You leave them laughing as you go And if you care, don't let them know Don't give yourself away Here is the chorus I've looked at love from both sides now From give and take and still somehow It's love's illusions I recall I really don't know love at all. You go a bit of Germany. Lovely, Ed. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Has, has Flora wisely left then? Has she, has no, she left she, Flora's in the room, but she's on mute. She's still in the room. <laughs> so the, the country's head teacher of the year, I think, um, as Paul Fox has just said, um, or Paul Foz, um, um, yeah, head teacher of the year nomination coming your way, Flora. Um, it's been lovely to have Flora Cooper with us tonight at the end of the show. Um, and um, Ed has been on fire tonight. And thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening back. Um, and now an appropriate song to end the show, I think, and to end the discussion. Darling, you gotta let me know. Should I stay, I stay or, should or should I go? If you say that you are mine, I'll be here till the end of, end time. of time. You 
gotta let me know. Should I stay or should, should I, I go? It's always tease, tease, tease. You're happy when I'm on my knees. One day it's fine and then it's black. Come on, let, let me, know. me know. Should I stay, stay or should, should I go? Oh, should I stay or should I go now? Go now, but let me know. Should I stay or should I go now? Go now, but let me know. Well, if I go there, will be trouble. Be trouble. <laughs> 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 Should I stay or should I go? And that concludes our first ever one hour exactly and 10 seconds or 11 seconds show, everybody. Um, we will speak to you next week, I think. Um, Ed, take care. Thanks for a lovely show. Um, thank you all very much. Good night. Good night. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.